You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. It's time for a view from Japan with my guest, John Ben, Vice Chair of Research of the Asian Development Bank Institute. Good morning, John. Good morning, Stephen. How are you? I'm very well. How are things in Japan today? Very good. No problem. That's good to hear. Now, the yen is currently 149.5 to the dollar, just a fraction from that psychologically dramatic 150 mark, though I'm not quite sure why it's so psychologically dramatic. It's just a number at the end of the day. But this is despite the positive effect that it is having from being a safe haven currency. So I'm sure a lot of people are buying it. So if it wasn't for the conflict, I'm thinking the exchange rate would be over 150. What are your thoughts on the recent dollar-yen trajectory, implications and outlook, John? Okay, thank you, Stephen. That's an excellent question. I think that, you know, the drivers of the yen for quite some time now, going back to 2022, have continued to be driven by interest rate differentials between the US and uh, Japan. And at the moment, we're still seeing a, a wide spread between those two interest rates, which is of course, underlying the continued depreciation in, in the end that we've seen uh, in recent months. Now, I think that if we go back a few months, we had expected, um, you know, some weakening in the uh, inflation situation in the U.S., which would allow U.S. rates to decline somewhat. But um, this has not materialized, and U.S. inflation has become more sticky than expected, meaning that this spread between the U.S. and uh, Japan is still in place and continuing uh, pressure on, on the yen is uh, the result of that. Um, on top of that, of course, we have uh, oil price uh, rises in, in recent months. There has been some uh, drop in that uh, in the very more recent past. But I think that higher oil prices, higher commodity prices and widened uh, spread differential between U.S. and Japanese rates uh, are the main drivers uh, behind the, the level of the yen that we see at the moment. Um, in terms of the implications, of course, you know, theoretically one would expect uh, a depreciating currency to have a positive impact on net exports. We are not seeing that at the moment because of the weaker external environment and uncertainty in the global economic outlook. Um, and the other impact, of course, is that um, the depreciation in the yen is contributing to, to some inflationary pressure that we're seeing in Japan at the moment, certainly relative to its historical level of inflation. OK. What's your best guess of what the rate would be if it wasn't for the current conflict? Well, I think um, that's a very difficult question to answer, but certainly in the absence of geopolitical tensions in general, um, we would see... Uh, less inflation in the U.S. and uh, less um, pressure on uh, the U.S. to raise rates. As a result of that, we would see a scenario whereby there would be a lower spread between uh, U.S. rates and Japanese rates. And as a result of that, we, we would, of course, see uh, a stronger yen or a yen much lower than, than the current level of 149. Um, of course, it's extremely difficult to to put a number on what one would expect, but an easy way to, to think about it would be what was the level of the yen prior to 
the invasion of the yeah. Ukraine by Russia. So if we go back to, for example, February or January 2022, we, of course, saw much stronger yen then. Um, so I, I would expect a, a level of around uh, what we saw prior to, to the situation in February 2022. OK, let's move on to the stock market now. What's behind the recent stock market performance in Japan? Well, actually, you know, it really directly links on to what we have just discussed. So I think that the, the level of the yen is one of the factors because it makes um, investment in Japan at the moment, um, you know, quite a, a favorable sort of a investment decision in terms of, um, you know, uh, the, let's say the cheap cheapness of uh, getting into the market. So that's one factor. Another factor is that um, stocks in Japan appear to be undervalued at the moment. So there's a lot of potential for growth in those stocks over over the medium to longer term. So this, of course, encourages, um, you know, inflows and uh, therefore uh, growth in the stock market. And another another factor is the recent drive towards enhancing governance in the Japanese stock market, which can, of course, be helpful um, over the longer term. So would you say the Japanese stock market is one of the most tempting in the world at the moment? Well, I would say that, you know, if we take into account the the exchange rate effect and the the effect of uh, the valuations at the moment and the potential for growth, I think um, that would seem to be the case. And we have seen in recent months huge influx of, um, investments f- from uh, U.S. Uh, financiers, for example, um, as being an example of that. Um, so I think, yeah, certainly if we take the picture relative to the global level, that would appear to be what we're seeing at the moment. Yeah, and I guess you could benefit potentially from a double whammy, which is the stock market in Japan goes up and the yen gets stronger. That's right. I mean, that's that's one of the um, factors which is uh, an important consideration for investors into Japan. Um, and also, as I said, it's really linked to this um, strong potential for growth over the, over the medium to longer term. And of course, this growth will become even more pronounced as global economic uncertainty would subside over time um, and economic conditions would normalise over time. And I'm talking here around the period from 2025, probably. So, in other words, when global inflation uh, becomes closer to uh, its target in major economies such as the US, where it's sticky at the moment, also uh, European economies um, and elsewhere. So I think that when we get past this period of um, geopolitical tension causing uncertainty in markets and when external uh, demand starts to pick up, this will, of course, an additional uh, boon to these uh, types of markets. Okay, you've got about 30 seconds to answer this last question. Can we expect spillovers to Japan from the recent developments in China? Well, okay, so if I have 30 seconds to answer, I would (laughs) say that, um, of course, you know, China is a huge uh, economy and any negative... um, impact on the Chinese economy will have certainly implications for other trading partners, other economies, not only in Asia, and other economies at the global level. 
I think that a key a key factor for the for China in particular will be to stabilize its property market. Um, and I think that um, if it manages to do that, it will mitigate the, the negative effects that may materialize uh, in other in other parts of the world. Well, sorry to rush you there. Thanks to John Ben, Vice Chair of Research of the Asian Development Bank Institute. <clears throat>